Want to bring the A7FL to your town? Well, you're in luck. Between now and October 1st, we are still taking applications to buy a division in the American Sevens Football League. Join Columbus for our 2023 season now. For more information on it, go to a7fl.com slash owners. That's a7fl.com slash owners. Get your piece of the future of football and bring us to your town. Five teams started with a goal, and the goal is to get to Bullet City. Through a seven-game regular season, and for some, one playoff game, for some, two, for others, three, we've now come down to the final four. We welcome you to the 41st episode of The Other Side of the Ball. Double-A Anthony Alvarez here, live from World Headquarters in the entertainment capital of the world, Las Vegas, Nevada. Joining me for the second week in a row, he is the many, many hats of the Ace NFL Nevada slash LA division. The one, the only Mr. Derek Duncan. Was that? And of course, from the rainbow bridge of Asgard, where the booming heavens roar, wielding Stormbreaker, the one, only the Viking Scott McCorkle. Top of the morning, gang, gang. And again, he had to catch another flight and rush to get here. <laughs> but the division manager, Mr. Chris Vera, is in the house. What's up, y'all? And not only that, we have three special guests. I guess you can call this particular episode the Insomniac's Victory Parade as we crowned a division champion, and now we're down to the conference final. Um, in case you didn't, for in case you forgot, there was actually a game played on Sunday at Bonanza High, which turned into the tunes of a 45-25 Insomniac's Victory. Um, one thing was predicted correct. The Vikings said it was not going to be anything like March the 26th, and he was right. So, gentlemen, first off, how are you guys doing? Man, we're feeling good, man. So, real quickly before we uh, entertain our guests, because we do have three special guests in the building, give me your thoughts, give me your feedback on what you guys saw this past Sunday at Bonanza High. Bad calls. <laughs> Come on with the passion, why don't you? You, do you, mean, you mean lack of calls or lack bad calls? Lack of calls, calls okay. bad calls, missed calls, and then when the questioning started, it was a bunch of laughing and... Like, it was just, it, that was despicable. Man. Do you think it took away from the pace of the game? Yes. Okay. Well, because they spent more time arguing, and that they didn't have control of the game whatsoever. So it stopped momentum multiple times, and we, we discussed it, and we tried to get on, like, the first couple of times when we tried to get on air. For some reason, my phone wasn't hooking up. But that's one of the things we were talking about was all the penalties or, or all the discussions or lack of penalties or all the excitement because of missed calls. All of this stuff, because the refs didn't have control of the game, altered the momentum of the game almost immediately. And it happened quite often where, it, you know what I mean? Like it, it sucks, but like it gives both teams an equal shot again. But if you fought so hard to gain momentum, you know what I mean? Like it, it kills the whole fucking thing. Like it's it, I don't know. Being on the sidelines, you could you could literally feel and hear and and just really experience like the oh there was the tension lack of or but just the just the lack of. Well, let me let me ask you this one thing. Composure. Do you think the referees changed the outcome of the game? No, no. So can we just say the refereeing sucked and then move on? Because. Nobody wants to hear about referees suck. That happens every single game. These, right. these dudes are human. They, they make mistakes. There are three or four of them on the field. There's 14 guys. They can't see all of them at all times. We understand that we, we could they're limited them. in what they can do, but they, we, could, we, they certainly could have done better. I would say yes, except for cause multiple injuries. 
You think the referees? I think the referees injuries? not calling things earlier in games and taking control of the game led to mo- things happening later down the line in the game, gotcha. and those caused injuries. And them not containing the after, like that, all the extras after the play and getting things started and rolling again, allowing these forty-five second play clocks, right? Allowing like all this random, like just. Letting things completely get out of hand from like, and when it, and I understand that it looks pretty when it's all cut down and edited. The version that, you know, that, yeah, that it looks us football players TV, don't but, watch that version, right? But like, be, I'm telling you, like, on from being on the field and uh, and from watching the game, it affected the game and the pace of the game. It, I don't think it affected the outcome of it, but what it did affect is now we have arguably the face of the West Coast division, the toughest man in the A7FL. If there's a toughness award or, or any Iron Man award, it better be the Wilkerson. Yeah, the face of the NFL. It, it, the face of the A7FL it, has no face right now. It, yeah, no, it better be the Wilkerson. It better be. Hey, by because the way, that man did not want to come out of the game. No, Derek, and just that so you was know, caused by refing. When you asked about, hey, can we just let it go? The answer is no. Apparently. Yeah, that's all just no. No, <laughs> I, I'm not I, saying to let I, it go, I, I like try, sweeping under the rug. That's not that's not my point. I want I want us to make sure we focus on that and say yes, the refing was awful. And to your point, we do need to talk about that there may have been injuries that were a result of them letting things get out of hand. And then when guys get into the point where they're wanting to fight, it's because referees have let things get out of hand because they're mm-hmm. not getting into it and stopping the jaw jacking early in the game, getting those personal fouls out there. Because in a game like that, you cost somebody 15 yards. They're going to take notice. Oh, yeah. yeah. Now, with that said, we did say, we did tease that we do got three special guests, and we got one in here right now with us. The captain of the Insomniacs defense, the shadow man himself, Mr. Rodriguez. Welcome to the show, sir. How are you? I'm good, fellas. Appreciate y'all for having me on. All right. Now, um, from your perspective, from the defensive end, what was your guys' game plan coming into this rematch? And what do you think you guys did well? What do you think you guys did not do so well in this last matchup? Uh, the first time around, it was our first game together. So we were really just trying to run a defense that we hadn't run before and see how it worked. Obviously, it didn't work out. They put up 39 points. So this time around, it was just more like, okay, let's do something that we haven't done or more that they haven't seen, but we know we could do. So we came out. We're like, hey, let's press the slot, press the single side and go from there, take away their quick game and make it harder for them. I think we did good at times. Other times we didn't, but... I don't want to take nothing away from sick. They're a good team, so they're going to make plays at time. But I thought we played well, especially in the second half. I thought we came on real strong, despite what people on the East Coast want to say. I thought the defense balled out, especially in the second half. Well, you got a team that averages 58 points a season, and you guys hold them to a season-low 25 points. That's that's pretty doggone good defense. Yeah, and the uh, last six was basically in garbage time, so it was really like 18. Scotty? Um, well... Yeah, yes, I like I agree. I agree with that completely. Um, but do you think it was a do you think it was a schematic um miscalculation? Was it a or how how did it happen to where like essentially and to for all the all the shit big Rob was talking about how we play de- defensive line out here. He has some good points. Jeremy is not athletic like that. True, true. You know what I mean? So for him to be gaining those yards, 
That's look. a good point. Uh, well, good and point. It's, it's one of the it's one of the biggest critiques of the insomniac but, defense is but, giving up the middle exactly. at times. Thank you. And I was just wondering if it was something you guys were trying to see. Is this really a weakness, or is this something that we can adjust to, like as a personnel in the game, or can we schematically change this later on I against mean, a good team? Because Sickwood is good. But, like, against, to Big Rob's credit, these super athletic guys on the East Coast, if you give them a 20-yard gap, then what happens? Well, if it's John Goss, then maybe. Or if it's Mark Bagway, then maybe. But if it's OG Buck, he's 8 to 10 yards if you let him loose. But if you look at the way their their defense is structured, it's very much like our D-line when we play ball. Mm -hmm. You rush hard on the edges, make sure you keep contained, and let the guy step up to you, and you have to be able to fall off your block as the nose and take that guy down. The, the nose wasn't doing his job. If, but I don't know if that's their scheme. That's the way we schemed it up, and right. it, it, it worked great. But if the nose gets on the other side of that blocker and the quarterback is smart enough to go outside, you don't have the leverage in tackle football right. to just reach out and grab a guy if you're on the other side of that block. So and it's then, always going to be open, and then you got one man to beat in the middle linebacker before you're it, loose. And then to the Insomniac's credit, like my point of view from it, like to like how I actually felt about it to, to Rob's point is – if we can get the job done with three, or if they can get the job done with three, why why show that you can send the fourth? And why the, would you do it if you if you're if you're already up? Okay, so the game was close. Yeah, right. Going into the second half, they made minor adjustments without completely sending that fourth every time. Exactly. And, right. And, and then they 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 kind of showed okay, like we we'll make this adjustment real quick without showing the whole package. Well, let's be clear. How many times I, did the East actually rush for on a pass play? They would present four. One of those guys would drop back and, and mirror the quarterback every play. They never actually right. rushed four unless it was a run play and that guy just went in to try to make the tackle. It wasn't rushing four. So as, meant, as much as Rob says, y'all need to be rushing right. more than one, they did, what they did was give that look, and maybe that's what he meant. Because right. maybe giving that look gives the quarterback a little more pause to say, okay, maybe I'll bring it a fourth. I need to be concerned. Where the insomniacs are like, no, we're just going to rush our three and drop and, our man. And, and so we're in position and don't get out of position for that shit. And my point is saying that the insomniacs three is better than the other, any other three you can line up. On the I, other I, look, the I don't, I'm not going to dispute that. No. But I don't know who the center was, no, who the nose was, and why, why <laughs> that middle rush was being given up. So maybe there's something there that they need to work on. But, you know, trying to call the PA and do and all that, it's hard to see who the people are. Yeah. It, it's it's, it's well, tough. It was, it was Cunningham that was doing it. I think they adjusted well. Like, they, they took well. Like, the one thing I will say from actually being on the sidelines is the one thing the Insomniacs did great was listening to the sideline. Regardless. <laughs> well, no. Let's talk about not that. Just me, not, <laughs> and, and I was out there coaching and saying some stuff. But it wasn't just me. When James went out there and said something, when their teammates went out there and said something, it wasn't. It wasn't like a man. Why are you talking to me? It was a. It, it was a. Oh, what'd you say? Okay, cool. Yeah, what'd you say? And what'd you say? Listen, right. boom, and then they would implement it, right. and it would work. It's a so different like game from was, the sidelines, isn't it? Man, and it was like it was surprising to me to see such athletic guys being so coachable, and from both sides, honestly, because I can you can hear Mark from the other sideline. Hey, by like, the way, that's not something that's a secret. You can hear him from the other sideline, or or his assistant coach, or whoever's doing all that barking. But you can definitely hear, uh, you can definitely hear him from the sideline, and you can see the guys looking over and seeing it. I I was just surprised to see, like, just because of some of the teams that I played on, like, the coaching from the sideline thing isn't always necessarily accepted well. 
but it was surprising to see it from from these highly talented guys. All right, uh, Shadow, let me ask you this question. Um, if we can queue up the uh, RTC run. From your perspective on the sideline, what did you see and what did you think when you saw, obviously, your brother go down the field? Well, like, immediate first thing was, I think, me, Scoot, and somebody else, we looked at the refs. Where the flag at? Because Southern been going low all game. And I actually think it was the ref on our sideline that threw the flag, and he threw it late. But that was, so that was our first, like, come on, where the flag at? Like, he's hurt. So next thing, you know, we go over, make sure he's good. You know, everybody said he's good. And then the next main thing is keeping that man out the game because he's crazy. Like, <laughs> bleeding, coming off the field. Like, he's trying to get washed off he's and come back in. Right. Nah, bro. Right. He didn't even wipe off. Well, no, like, it's yeah, tripping. Because I was there, and it, it really could have looked worse than what it was because I really thought he was just laid out because he, he was not moving for, like, no, his, it it, like well, he here's the thing. For a it looked like so. My recollection: he went out, his arms folded, his the face. The reason why he got the rug burn is because the face is actually what stopped him from moving. And then he woke up at that point because his legs came up and he started kicking his legs in pain. Yeah, yeah, right. So and then the camera cut away. Right. Thankfully, the camera cut away. <laughs> But They've gotten better at that. They used to linger yeah. for a bit. What? Because I'm up there yelling. Kwan, <laughs> you got that uh, video piece ready? We can uh, play it. You do. So here, here's well, the game. I know you do. Look Second at the bottom of your screen. Here's so much space. And there's the speed top option. RTC. Ooh. RTC will stumble and fumble Inches his way the to the, the 15, 14-yard line. And he is down again. I'm not sure. Turn on the field. Based on where we there. saw the penalty thrown, it's likely going to be one of those, you know. Now, I see you coming on the field. Who are you pointing at necessarily? Uh, when I came on the field, I was pointing to the ref. Okay. To the ref. Because, okay. like, bro, come on. Like, that could have been prevented because that wasn't the first, second. That was, like, the third or fourth time somebody had gone low. And I think up until that point, we might have been the only ones that got a penalty thrown on us for going low on one on Gianni. But, you know, yeah, it I saw is that, what it I is. saw that one. That was right in the middle of the field. Yeah, yeah. It and, was obvious. So. Yeah, Gianni went low. We're definitely not arguing that. My thing to the ref was, if you're going to throw that, throw it both ways. And at the time, the ref on our sideline was like, well, that's not my call because it was on the other side. I'm like, it don't matter, bro. Wrong is wrong. If you see it, why are you not going to throw your flag? Yeah. yeah. I, Touche. I, I'm not aware of any limitations from a ref seeing holding or, an, or, or a personal foul from the other side and not throwing his flag. Okay, so I have something to address on that very point because standing from my vantage point, there was an entire drive where me and the – the uh, the media the new media guys from LA that yeah, were Armand, out there Armand. yeah those guys were out there and I was talking to them and we were seeing the o, uh, the offensive lineman he had his hand tucked underneath his hand and arm tucked underneath Chris's arms as he had been beat around the edge already and he was just holding him slowing him down backwards holding him back like that and after the play I went and I asked the ref I was like hey. Like, as a D-lineman, I'm just asking, like, can once you're beat, can you just throw an arm out there to catch him to, like, just hold him back? And I was like, because I, I need to be able to be worried about that. He was like, no, not at all. And I was like, well, why didn't you throw it? And he looked at me, he laughed, and he walked away. Like, how, in what world am I supposed to think that we're getting, like, as players, we're getting any type of fair shot that we're being protected or we're being looked after if right after the head referee is criticized on a po- on a podcast by the people that are playing, they're not getting a fair shot on the field, like I'll, then I'll, immediately I'll that, that happens. Like that doesn't, it doesn't look right. I'll answer that for you because the calls were shitty on both sides. 
There was no favors Absolutely. done by one or the other. Nope. They just sucked across the board. Now, I understand you were focused on your sideline. You were repping the Insomniacs that day. So everything that happened that didn't go your way, you were hyper-focused on. But I will tell you, on the other side, I got the same amount of complaints from, from was, the sick guys. It was that were just like, as bad. Right. It was so, just as bad. So, I have a half a page of notes going through and oh, watching just missed calls. And that's that's great because if you got the timestamps on those, because we, we need to get those to Will so he can make sure he coaches up the Ohio guys to make sure that they're not making the same mistakes. And while we're on the subject, I did get clarification on the return rule, kind of. You are not required to return the ball out of the end zone. The rule book says if you touch the ball in the field of play you're, and you get tackled in the end zone, you are, it is a safety. They don't consider the end zone the field of play. So if, just like in any other league besides the IFL, AFL, if you get the ball in the end zone, you, you don't have to run it out. Interesting. All right, so uh, Mike, one last question before uh, we uh, say so long for now. Um, your early thoughts on the chaos, early thoughts of what you've seen in film study. Uh, it's tough. They only got two games. First game's not even worth watching because they blew out. I think it was the Volcanoes or whatever. The second game, the playoff game, um, it was good to watch. Uh, they don't, to me, not to be disrespectful, but they don't really present nothing that worries me. They like to run, you know, they're a run-heavy offense. So, you know, we're going to stack the box, and they're going to have to be better than us because we're going to hit them in the mouth. It's just that simple. You know, it's the one thing that I noticed, too, because I watched that game today, the playoff game against mm-hmm. the Heist. The one thing that I noticed watching them, the heists really don't have the athletes on defense that you guys do. No. So to watch them have the runs up the middle and the jet sweeps, I'm sorry, but y'all. It's going to be a long <laughs> When day. it comes around that corner, all I could say is, uh, you like to say top of the morning? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hats off because somebody's going to get knocked out. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, the insomniac speed on the edges is, is way different than what the heist brought on Sunday. Exactly. And I would imagine that if they try to go around the edges, it's going to be a three to five yard loss or contact in the backfield at three to five yards every time, whether they shake it or not. There is we don't know. The to, first man's going to be there every time. They are going to have to make an adjustment past yeah. that. If they make it past that Ohio game and when they make it past that Ohio game, they will have to make an adjustment on that a little bit. Um, seeing how thick and how strong like and the direction wise the the other divi- like the other side of the country runs the ball yeah like they're more linear straight down the field and oh, yeah. if we leave the middle wide open like that it's going to cause a problem so there's minor adjustments but i think those are in schematic adjustments without necessarily have to changing anything personnel but do you think it's quarterback up the middle or tailback up the middle that the insomniacs are going to have an issue with because i think they're sound when it when, oh, the, when the ball actually gets handed and when it's handed off yeah they're there. Then, yeah no they're there they're, they're crashing it does not really right. go well right but when but it's the it's, quarterback and the that's broken what i said plays because their coverage is good too well, that's so what like I said. there's Any... nowhere to actually even try to get rid of the ball so like it's either you either have to try and cover for forever or you have to per- pursue forever. Right. There's there's really no common ground or no other way to go about it. All right. So we're up against it. But our My sincere bad. thanks to Michael Shadow-Rodriguez for coming in and giving us some a uh, few minutes of your time. Good luck against the chaos. Again, he is the defensive captain of the Insomniacs who will be taking the trip to Ohio on July 9th. Mike, thank you, sir. Appreciate you. Appreciate you guys for having me on, man. Thank you. That's a good analysis, too, by the way. Now I see why you're the captain. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, while we wait for our next guest to come in, let me pick your guys' brain for a minute, Um, going back to the game. To me, from my metaphor, it seemed like the game, the tide of the game turned on two plays. One, Lions' second return on 3-1 for a touchdown. And then after that, 
sick fumbling the ensuing return three on one throw off and then the insomniac scoring again which is 13 unanswered points which coming out of halftime was a one point game it was 13 12 yeah and then those quick unanswered 13 points by the insomniacs in a sense put them up for good for you guys where do you think the tide turn in the game on on sunday see i don't even think it was that simple okay. at all okay because the Break it the down. Regardless of what the score was showing on the scoreboard, like and and it matters, but still with the weapons that both teams have, like the team can like both teams could run away at any point. So, like if if the Insomniacs would have let the calls get to them, or if they would have let you know some internal strife even happen, which I didn't see, but any type of argument, any anything, if they'd have let them get in their head or anything, it could have went bad. And and it could have went bad fast. I just what I saw was the little tide shifting, and not necessarily the entire like flow of the game, but like the actual physical momentum was shifting back and forth rapidly. And it usually happened on missed calls, or it happened on uh, the broken plays. Like after a broken play, it's hard to gather yourself up and and give that thousand percent again but that's i saw that going back and damn forth. now i gotta keep my answer short as hell <laughs> <laughs> i would say um the change of what i saw change the game was uh Donye's first return when he took it to the house yes that changed the momentum and i also saw the uh air come out of sick with it if they would have returned the next throw off for a touchdown or even got to midfield, it might have been different. But that was one of the plays, I would say, that changed it. D, real quick. I'm going with you guys for the most part. I mean, I agree with all the statements, right? But for me, I think <clears throat> if I was a player on the sideline for sick and I saw what happened on the returns, I would immediately start missing lavish and probably let that creep into my head for a starting point. And then I would turn up myself to say, okay, if if we're not able to compete on the three-on-one because Lavish isn't here, somebody needs to step the fuck up, and I would take that on myself. That's the type of players we were. And people tried, and they weren't able to execute. So I think missing Lavish to start, even though we had the, you know, the beautiful conversation about him to start the game, the smoke and everything, I think him not being there was probably the biggest factor that put Sick in the situation they were in the entire game. Not having him at tailback, not having him as a jet sweep guy, not having him as the returner, not having him to cover the returns, all equally important across the board. With that said, ladies and gentlemen, Superman is in the building from the planet of Krypton, the one and only. No, that's my son, man. Oh, Superman's oh, sitting right oh, here. Oh, oh, so, so let's, that's, let's, oh, let's, let's, on, not, that's let's not Clark, knock that, that's, man. That's let's, Clark Kent Jr.? Yes, okay. that's Clark Kent Jr. Well, from the Fortress of Solitude, Mr. Trey Robinson <laughs> has entered the building. Mr. Robinson, how are you, sir? I'm good. Thank you for having me today. Well, th thank you for coming in. If Quan, if we can get uh, Mr. Robinson's highlight reel ready, dude, what's up with the glasses? Are too bright in here for you, bro? Nah, so you got to see the glasses he's planning to wear in Ohio. Oh yeah, you ain't see those. Oh my goodness! First half. So Trey, take me through this play uh, as it's developing. Nah, it'll be Q. Um, it'll be Q in there. Quincy Birds. There uh, he is. Uh, I missed the block. Right <laughs> 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 at least you're honest. <laughs> that, and was, I think that's the only time you touched the ball at a receiver and didn't score, right? Yes. <laughs> it looked like he was trying to play volleyball in attempting to throw you that pass. 
Like he was going over the net with it. Hey man, we we not gonna we not gonna keep digging on Keith. Talented, I didn't know what he was gonna do to be honest. I want to run his ass over so bad. Him and Packer were on my list. So, um, from this particular contest, what did you guys see offensively that you guys knew you could make plays against the Sigma defense? Um, running up the middle. Uh, the DNs, uh, they kept going out wide to the middle of the field, open every single play. So we just figured, you know, when I keep tapping in the middle of the field. It's not a bad thing to do. No. And that's what we were just talking about. That exactly. was the weakness of the Insomniac. So it was kind of on both sides. But I think Sick was a little sounder up the middle. Right. Uh, consistently. So I don't know. But Trey, you, the, the stat that was brought to us at the beginning of the game, that you score 53, 54% of the time you touch the ball, and then that carried into this game in the championship, like, what type of supplements are you taking? <laughs> <my hand? laughs> I need some of that action. Like, Don't put it out first, but let me know. <laughs> right. first time I, I was like, damn, that shit crazy. Like, that's a high number. I, I didn't even know, to be honest, you know. But uh, to be honest, uh, I don't care about that shit. That shit don't, it don't make me or break me, you know. So every time I step on that field, I'm going to give you 101% every single time. Like, I don't care about stats, numbers, none of that, you know, weird stuff. And that's, that's how, me. and that's how you put up stats is not caring about them. That's, that's the way that works. That's that want to. Right. I want to get in the end zone and stop me if you can. So one of the things I wanted to ask you, Trey, since I finally have you on a podcast, this is the first time I've had the chance and opportunity. Why have the Insomniac selected to not use your, you and the quarterback package as much this season? You don't need to. I, you know, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> Simple. Uh, yeah, it's like, it's like to be honest, it, it like to be honest, it feels good to be able to sit back and not have to do so much, worry about so much, you know, because you got teammates around you who have the same mentality that you do. I understand, but we so guys that sit in this seat, guys that sit in this seat across the country, think that you are the most dangerous person in the division with the ball in your hand. Clearly, Scooter is doing an amazing job, and will continue to do an amazing job because him as the forklift running dudes over is it, it's special. There's something a little different and equally special about when you are at quarterback and the things that you've done, we've seen you do. And I, I guess the question we all have is do you, do we think there's going to be more Trey Robinson quarterback packages that will be used maybe in Ohio or back or in bullhead? Should you guys beat Ohio? Possibly. <laughs> we just gotta <laughs> wait and find out. All right. Hey, don't let nothing out, man. Yeah, keep that keep that under wraps. I know. You know, know. let it let it be a surprise. No, bullshit. I'm not here to hear myself talk. <laughs> that was a really Tra- good question. Trey, let me it ask, was. Trey, let me ask this. Uh, what's your mindset mentally going into this game against the chaos? Fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> I could have told you that. That's how I feel. Simple. Maybe I just wanted to hear him say it. Yeah. I feel like oh, it's everybody, everybody like, does. No offense, but fuck you. Is this, does this, I got to no ask offense, a question because it, it no is, offense, it is a little personal to me, yeah. a little personal to me. Is this, is this because of uh, the way I got treated on RTU's uh, podcast by any chance? No, no. That has nothing to do with Ohio, does it? No. It has everything to do with back east. Yeah. Ohio, Ohio's last time I yeah. checked, is back east. They're in the Western Division. <laughs> yeah, but that's still back east, bro. In the bro. Midwest. Where are we going? Look like the <laughs> to the Midwest. <laughs> the Midwest. <laughs> As some people call them, it was the heartland of America. Yeah, well, that's all right. 
Heartland is going to get beat it just, up. It just feel like uh, it just feel like the East Coast ain't giving the West no respect for nothing. Those fuck them. That's, that's how I feel. That part I agree with. Like, that part we, I agree. I feel with. like we've always been very like, yeah, like this team is good. This this player is a beast. Like these guys are like we've always given up flowers. You know what I mean? And every time our name gets brought up, it's disrespectful. And I think time. I think now. Now, I mean, if we go out there and get dog walked again, we ain't got shit to say, really. Let me, let me just say this. But I, that is not going to happen. Like, So last spring, I talked a lot of shit when the force was going to be playing the Snow Tribe. But my National Donut Day post, the whole thing, I was like, look, y'all, y'all don't belong in these playoffs. And the force beat them 13 to 12, 33 to 12. It was a shellacking as far as I'm concerned. But I didn't say a single word when they went to go play BIC. Because I saw the difference in attitude. I saw the difference in athleticism. I saw the difference in experience. I don't see that difference this year. I see the Insomniacs have every bit of the talent and every bit of the strength and aggression that either of the two teams out of the East currently have. I don't give the chaos from Cincinnati uh, a snowball's chance in this game, to be honest. And I think the Insomniacs' composure also just to... Correct. Thank you. And, and, thank you. And I need to apologize to all the insomniacs in this room and everybody who listened to the podcast last week. <laughs> the reason, <laughs> the reason I picked sick was specifically because I thought that they were a more together team. And I've seen specific players on the insomniacs in the past, lose their cool. What you guys have put together this season is very different and co- shout out to coach James and Stevie and whoever, mm-hmm. everybody that's running that team. Coach Scott, Scott calls himself a coach of the team now too, I guess. But, what you guys put together in the way of balling for each other versus balling for yourselves, it's very noticeable specifically in tough games. And I would loved seeing what I saw on Sunday. Kudos to you guys. And I apologize for what I said last week. Y'all got it together. I'll tell you you what, I don't apologize for a damn thing because I picked y'all to win. Anyway, I got a question for you. Um, With what's coming up, and I don't want you guys to look past chaos. I can't call them anything else. Yeah. Cincinnati. Sorry. Cincinnati chaos, yeah. WKRP in Cincinnati. <laughs> With what you see, and have you watched any game film on them yet? Yeah. yeah. My, when I was looking at the game film, the thing that I saw that was probably one of the weaknesses that I saw for them is they have some big guys on defensive line. What they don't have is speed. And my curiosity, and when I say that, I'm talking about the defensive line and their linebacker. What I see in speed difference is something that I think you and, and you know, hopefully RTC is ready to play, but the two of you are going to take advantage of that. Um, if it's up the middle, if it's around the edge, hell, even in uh, with uh, the returns, three-on-ones are going to be brutal. And, you know, we talked about it at the uh, game last week. And uh, somebody was supposed to freaking say something about it on air, Dub, for uh, what I was calling and what I said about or what I talked about last week. Well, you got the platform now to say how right you were, sir. Go ahead. (laughs) I ain't going to give myself flowers. All I'm going to say is. But you should. The difference difference that I said uh, in the game for last week was going to be um, special teams. And realistically, you guys had. 12 points on special teams. So my thing for this coming game in two weeks, if you will, um, what I see is another situation where you guys could take advantage 
of returns. I just don't see chaos being able to put the speed out on the field to stop you guys. That's just me. Call it crazy. Call it whatever you want. But, uh, look, they could put out who they want. I was watching the return game on this last game that they played heist in, and you or Lions, forget it. You guys have gone around the corner. It's a touchdown. Plain and simple. Plain and simple. These guys just didn't have the speed to break that. You guys do. So all I could say is, you know, with both of you being there, it's going to be an interesting game. I think the speed is going to make a difference. Uh, I think that, you know, the offensive line is going to make a difference. Max sure the hell is going to make a difference. That boy is on another level. So I hope that uh, chaos is ready. That's all I could say. Yeah. So, Trey, what was your favorite part of the game? I want to get some more words from you here before we kick you out of your chair. Um, Golden Championship brought up at the end of the game. That was funny. <laughs> I like that. You see, you brought out the yes, WWE. He, he brought out the belt. Yeah. Brought out the strap. Loved it. Oh, the um, the quick slant touchdown where you just uh, just you know all in your own island. What what happened on that play? I don't I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I, I just know Justin was right there and he just ran opposite direction, so I just kept running and got a touchdown. Mm. That simple. That easy. Busted defense. Any last questions for your son? Uh, they're uh, not Chris. Out. It wasn't busted defense. <laughs> He's just they didn't know what the hell they were doing. I mean, but it, again, busted defense. Yeah. If you don't know what the hell you're Good doing, point. that's a busted defense. Good point. Well, all I can say is I can't wait for you to bust out the glasses that you showed me last night in Ohio. Yes. Um, and I'll be there personally to see it. <laughs> can't wait to see that shit. But uh, our special <laughs> thanks. It, it, it's, he's really going to wear those in the game. Dead, he said, I'm dead ass going to wear it. Dead ass. That was his quote. I'm dead ass. Anyhow, it's Trey Robinson. <laughs> thank you very much for coming on to the show. Good luck against the chaos. Thank you for having me. As they get one step closer to Bullhead City. So. When is that game? Love you, buddy. July the 9th. Let my son take it. Come on, in, bro. In Cincinnati. <laughs> Love you, man. The conference championship. Gang, gang. Vegas versus everybody. Yeah, that's been your moniker all season long there, buddy. Man, it's going to stay that way. Oh, I, I don't doubt it. We so, gotta... as we await for our third and final guest to make his way to the He had a little studio. sore from a low tackle that didn't get called. Well, you... you... <laughs> Go, go ahead and talk about it while he gets ready. Go ahead. No, 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 no. no, no. no. You started to Scotty, go ahead. I don't mean to take no, it. Scotty, you sound a little bitter, man. Release the passion. Man, no, because, I mean, and it was happening both ways, but, like, it, the injuries are the things that bother me. Like, everything else can go for the wayside, really. Like, the ineligible <clears throat> players downfield constantly not getting called or the not even maintaining a little bit or of a hint of a neutral zone. That can, you know, go by the wayside. But you People know what, Scotty, you got to gotta understand, go you gotta understand yeah. something, though, man. And, I, you know, I'll give it to Sick. They are correct. If your offensive lineman is a yard, yard and a half off the line. Do you know that a yard and a half? Yep. Four and a half feet. It's the yeah. same thing. Four and a half feet. Same thing. Right. But... Yard and a half is four and a half feet. I understand that. Do you like you can eyeball? You can. The thing about it is, hold on, hold on. That's a gap big enough to be able to shoot through and nobody. I understand. That's why they say that. But I want you to understand something. I want you to understand something. We've got to pay attention to that because I can guarantee you, teams from back east understand how to play this game and take advantage of those rules. So I'm kind of glad that Sick with it did that, but because the Insomniac saw it. Okay, so. Show me where they're claiming that they did that, and he actually lined up that far out. 
What I'm saying is I understand that that's a rule and mm-hmm. it's a really good le- loophole if you can get like if you can get the momentum rolling and you can get the ball going in like if you can get the drive going in a hurry up style and you just scoot the guy out a little bit extra one time make it seem like he's not paying attention or whatever and he just boom he fakes a missed block and then he's gone like you know what I mean like we've seen our linemen be able to do Yes, I understand that. That's a cool, good thing to do. But Put a wide you have to make sure there, the you lineman. have to make sure that these dudes aren't big fishing these yards. You know what I mean? Like you can't say, "Oh, it looks like a yard and a half" when they're you know within, no, I agree. A, foot, within a foot's different distance. Like, I, I understand agree. some of these linemen got big feet, but a size sixteen isn't a yard and a half away. So the, compl- really so the complaint is that the offensive linemen are not lining up in the well, right no, position. No, it's just for that particular call when they you try to use that as the argument that wasn't like it. They they weren't lined up that far. We weren't saying that's not a rule from the sideline. Like me and the guys that were arguing that rule, I was asking like, oh, I never heard of that rule. So okay, then I look and he's only lined up a foot and a half away. It's a yard supposed, to be, and a half one, and it's supposed a to be a yard split. Exactly. Right. Like if it, if the split is big enough to where you guys can double team somebody, that's not a yard and a half. That's yeah. you're not that fast. No, I understand that, but there was also times where, when I was watching what was going on and when they weren't raising their hands, there was times that it was pretty obvious of their split. Now, other times, what would happen is you would have the guy raise his hand quickly. And I thought that the referees were not going to um, to call the number quick enough before the ball was snapped. Now I, you know, however you want to play that trick. out, you know, no, that's a trick however you want to play then, that out, it's played out. Yeah, but that that's that's a like you're doing the right thing, but trying to find a loophole. That's not a bad thing. There's yeah. nothing wrong with that. No, it's you know just what I mean? Bill like figuring out, like if you go out and you line up with your guy and you know exactly if you could look at him and know exactly what four and a <clears> half feet is. That's not cheating. You know exactly how to line it up to make it, you know, to make it work within the scope of the rules. But you can't just say that off of a yard. Sorry, what? I'm just laughing. At I can't see Corey my muffins. Someone, Corey said something that said that. that I never said that shit. Oh, anyway, Corey looks <laughs> like the Joker with the purple shirt. <laughs> to segue into our next guest, our next guest likes to give the term, as I like to say during the broadcast. I love you, Corey. Big man with football, and if Quan can cue up that video, and you can understand why I say big man with football. I'd be making a, a business decision trying to tackle his ass. <laughs> Love you, Scooter. I, I bet you would. Kind of I don't know if he's coming in for as an offensive coordinator to call a play. Or come to block, come no, to he didn't block take or. the ball out of his hands, so. He's, yep, he's calling a play, but I guarantee he walks right back off. He's not jogging. <laughs> That's my guess. <laughs> oh, no. oh, he jogged. <laughs> Oh wait, there's more. Well, there's there's a little bit more. Five yards in that game, and that could have been a huge reason why they fell by two scores. And Scooter Hamilton oh, wow. will keep it. Scooter Hamilton will go right down the field and get brought down at the thirty. And the big man, the quarterback, scooting down, setting it to, up. You have to play. Who was number seven wearing Swagger Girls? I, I I didn't have a roster. And it was all over the ball. Yeah. He's good. With 21 seconds left. Insomniacs have three timeouts. He's playing they can great. really do whatever they want here. A bunch of them Snap played really. Hamilton. Bets played a great game. Oh, my goodness. Was that fee on the tackle? The thing on that, pa- that uh, play, if you pay attention to, if you, I don't know if we can cue that back up. Watch what Mac does. Oh, we skipped it. Watch what Mac does. 
the snap. Hamilton. He sealed him. He was sealed. I mean, Scooter had. Well, you had a pull. You had it either way. You could have said, "Oh, let me run it. Let me throw it. Shit. Let me sit here for a few seconds and see what I want to do." He saw all that green in front of him. He's like, "I'm taking that." Right. Yeah. You can tell when quarterbacks are coaches, right? Yeah. You see the way they talk in the huddle. You see the way they run the offense, and especially time management. Here's Scooter again. Hamilton will get on his bicycle. Man, that's why you sore. (laughs) You ain't used to running that much. No, I'm not. (laughs) He's looking for that flag. With that said, the captain and the offensive quarterback of the Insomniacs, number 12 on the program, number one in your heart. Scooter, how are you, sir? I'm pretty good. How are you? Thank you for uh, coming out of the show. So first off, question, first question I want to ask you, um, how is RTC? And, of course, prayers to RTC that he recovers and he gets to play in two weeks. Have you talked to him? How's he doing? Yeah, I called him uh, right after the game, and uh, he said he was just relaxing at home, um, and he said he'd be good to go for Ohio. So. Did he have a burrito? Uh, he did not mention that. He did say he took a shower, though. Okay. Um, from your perspective, tell me what you guys saw offensively. What was the game plan against Sickwitted, and how do you felt you guys executed that game plan? Uh, I mean, we we didn't steer away from what we did week one. Um, you know, we our, our MO is to run the ball, and uh, we knew that they would play aggressive. Um, I didn't think they would send five like they were. I mean, they had five guys in the box, and they were manning us up on the outside. Um, and we just felt like if we can get body on body and, and you know, RTC with, with his ability to, to break tackles and also not get as many carries the last few weeks, he was going to be super healthy. Um, unfortunately, there was flag championship games in the morning and stuff like that to be won, and he kind of banged himself up there. But um, I... The, the game plan was to run the ball, and we were sloppy at times just due to lack of reps and, you know, not practicing. So what do you see? I know that you you and I spoke, you know, briefly before this. What did you see from the chaos that you think you could take advantage of? Now, I don't, I'm not asking you to give away anything, mm. and especially because we'll be looking at that next week, but what do you see now that we got you here that you think you could take advantage of? Uh, I spoke to to Double A that I, I I just told him to be ready. We're gonna run the ball. <laughs> be ready. To <laughs> he did up. say that. <laughs> and, and I'll be honest. I mean, even watching the Ohio teams and and the teams back east, and they talk about how physical they are. Uh, you know, that sick team's physical. They, <laughs> if you were on the field, you would have. You could hear it. You, yeah. You you would you would know. I mean, it it might not look like it on film, but it it was physical. I, I was sore Monday yesterday today i'm still sore but not as bad but it was it was a physical physical football game now one of your best sound bites on the field that i heard when you were making your many many runs was like yeah i'm gonna be sore but you're gonna be hurt worse from tackling my you know yep (laughs) so that was a a tremendous sound bite i've never seen you shy away from contact no never never no i'm i'm with it that's why uh this league kind of fits my style of play. I, I had to learn how to play flag uh, and not, you know, stiff arm people and run people over. Um, so kind of coming back to, you know, what I like to do, uh, it's been fun. I'll tell you what, watching you has been fun. You know, I can honestly say out of teams that are left in the playoffs, you guys by far are my favorite to go all the way. And I'm definitely, you know, a new fan of the Insomniacs. Listening to you guys on the sidelines, I had something that these guys haven't had 
which is the opportunity to walk on the sidelines with you guys pretty much all season. You know, these guys had a chance to listen to you guys um, this past weekend, but I've heard pretty much everything on the sidelines, I would say most of the year. Mm -hmm. And I've never heard you guys argue. I've heard you guys have what I would consider um, heated conversations, but no arguments. And realistically speaking, I've never heard you guys like yell at each other and, and say anything. It's always uh, kind of upbeat and, you know, trying to pick each other up, which is great. Now, my curiosity and one of the biggest questions that I have to ask you for, um, for this past game, you know, I saw a lot of good throws from you. I saw one of your receivers, he's pretty much wide open. He's, I don't want to say he's toasting his guy. The throw that you made into the end zone that he dropped was probably one of the best throws I've seen in was my that, life. Was that the other da- uh, Davik? Yeah. yeah. That, First time I've dude, seen Davik drop a pass. He dropped that. Dude, Scoot, you dropped that right in his hands. I don't know how you could go out, walk over, and hand it to him any better. Yeah. <laughs> that was a, I mean, the cornerback had no chance at it, and it was just a beautiful throw. But, I mean, most of the passes that I've seen you throw are like that. How do you feel about going back to having the um, being able to go back to Davik without having any problems with him? I think that uh, you know emotions get into a game, but it didn't seem like you had any problems going back to him and having the faith in him that he was going to catch the next pass. Uh, yeah, I mean, just I mean, what helps us out a lot is just we got a lot of coaches on the field. I mean, just as players, so that's why you hear the sidelines the way they are. That's why you hear us not really ripping anybody i mean honestly if there's one person on the offense that i i'll get on it's usually brandon schwank um i feel like he's kind of like my scapegoat like i feel like i can yell at him and he'll take it and 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 be fine um as far as david goes he's he's a division one athlete i mean he's been exceptional all year he's he's done everything we ask him to do all of the wide receivers go out there and they block every single play And, and you know um, they know that we're a run-heavy team, and, and we can sling it, of course. I mean, you've seen it this season. We we can we can throw the ball, and I, I really enjoy throwing the ball, um, but I also enjoy winning, and, and we're going to do whatever we need to do to win. Okay, now you've made some dazzling trick plays this season. Of course, <laughs> the behind-the-back against OTT will forever stand out, in my opinion, but that was filthy. the left-handed completion you made on Sunday, we got about five sequity guys on you. First off, how in the heck did you have even have the vision to complete the pass and just have the alertness to switch to your offhand? <laughs> well, I seen I seen Schwank kind of had his guy boxed out and we made eye contact and I knew that if I could get the ball to my left hand, I was strong enough to at least flick it out there. Um, I've completed one other left-handed pass in my lifetime. It was like my freshman year of high school. I was rolling to the left and I just kind of slung it with my left hand, but I don't practice it by any means, but um, you know, Packer said it last last uh, episode, you know, I take chances and, and sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. And, uh, you know, my guys have faith in me, you know, being the quarterback to, to take those chances. And he made a big play and got a first down off. of it. it was a, you know, there's there's been some plays that I've seen you make. I know that you guys um, will have no problem rot- rotating in quarterbacks as well. Um the interesting piece to me is that you guys are you have no problem being running quarterbacks whether it's you whether it's Trey whether it's Q whoever it is it doesn't matter 
I mean, the thing about it that I see is that if, and I'm saying this, I'm not saying this tongue in cheek, I'm, I'm being honest with it. I'm almost afraid that if you guys call a run play up the middle and Mac wants to be Mac, mm-hmm. you know, all I could say is whoever's in front of him, good luck, buddy. <laughs> That's all I want to say is good luck because there's too many times that I've watched that man walk people out of bounds, walk them downfield, walk them through the end zone. Mm-hmm. And the thing about it is when I see him do this, he's actually letting up. Yeah, He's not trying to, to, to do what he could do by absolutely destroying them. And I jokingly told him one day, I said, Mac, you know, maybe it'd be better if you just go and uh, buy yourself some stock in IHOP. <laughs> and he's like, why? I said, because you love pancakes. I mean, let's be real. You hand them out like they're water. That boy is, you yeah, know. Yeah, he's something else, man. We, we actually just got back from Southern Utah University, and he coaches with us. And he's up there talking shit to the coaches. Like, we can run one-on-ones right now. Like, like he's, he's really with it. Um, and if like if you guys look back and watch the the run Munchie had for the touchdown, I mean you see him pancake dude, West pancakes the dude, Brandon's downfield almost pancaking this guy. It's just they take pride in it. You know, I come back to the huddle after a play and I'm like I'm ready to call a pass play and they're like no run the fucking ball. And it's like, <laughs> All right, here we go, toss left. You know, well, dude, you're talking about right. you're talking about a dude that I I literally was it uh, before I think it was the first playoff game. No, maybe it was. Yeah, I think it was the first playoff game. I'm watching him walk a guy out of bounds, and I look down. I'm like, Mac, where no the shoes. hell are your shoes? No shoes on. No and cle- he's like, my no feet cleats. hurt. No cleats. <laughs> all right. No cleats right. on the turf pancaking somebody. I'm like, all right. That's dangerous. No problem. Which you kind of t- stole my thunder a little bit, Scooter. Thanks. Um, <laughs> the implement of Munchie in the backfield, not having RTC, not having Devontae, and then he comes in and runs the ball with force. I mean, the touchdown you just talked about where he just, you know, breaks three tackles and just says, get out of my way. I'm going yeah. to the end zone. Um, was there always a plan to utilize him in the run game because you have such two, you know, bruising backs? <laughs> no, not really. Actually, he, he's in the his name in the chat is Debo Munch. Um, Debo. So, so, he, like so he kind of plays that Debo Samuel role and, and Munchie's Go super Niners. unselfish. Like. He he by far, I mean, arguably is probably <laughs> Love you too, Chris. the number one receiver in Vegas. I mean, we got, I think, Davik and Donye who are right up there and and, and Definitely Mun- the number one possession receiver. Yeah, and Munchie's taking a back seat and he's like, dude, I'm about, I'm about to go block people all game. And then I you look back, you seen him he he tossed Sutherland one play on RTC on on Tone's run, like lifted dude, like he takes super pride in blocking. Um, and then you got to feed him. I mean, he's an athlete. You know what I mean? If you put him at quarterback, he's going to do the same thing. You know, it's the same thing with Trey. Like, Trey playing running backs no different than playing quarterback, except for the fact that, he, you know, he's not going to throw the ball if I hand it off to him. He's going to run, and that's what they do best. Yeah, I'm, wait, I'm waiting for you guys to roll out the pitch-to-Trey package so he is <laughs> has the option to be a quarterback or a runner well, and see I, how people try to defend that shit. Well, that, did, or or go double-stack. I did pitch him a ball uh, Sunday, and he cut back the field and scored a touchdown. Right. Um, and, uh, that was probably my favorite play that you guys did. Yeah. You, you were you were scrunched in the middle, and people had <laughs> arms all over, and you just did one of these, and next mm-hmm. thing you know, he's in the end zone. Yeah. Uh, Trey has done a great job this season. He, he, you know, coming from being a championship quarterback in the fall, to taking the role that he's had um, and being selfless and uh, just doing it for the goal. I mean, like 
I mean, I'm a broken record. People are on this team because they know that we have a chance to, to win it all. And they're all putting their egos aside. I mean, even all the shit Q gets for being this crappy quarterback that the East thinks he is, that dude is better than anybody we have on our team at quarterback, including myself. You know, there's just things we all do differently. Um, and, and he's taking a backseat and let me, you know, drive the keys to the Ferrari. Well, you know what? That kind of kills me is I watched what Trey did in that championship game last season or in the fall. Uh, sorry, Viking. Um, <laughs> Look, man. <laughs> yeah, because you've been quiet. You've been a little bit too quiet during this segment. Right. Like, what's no, going no, on? But, no, but hold on, no, hold on. Let me like let me just exactly. let me just finish See, what I'm saying. I'm let me finish what I'm saying. I'm waiting. See, because there's 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 a there's a play that stands out that Viking brought up that brought back memories for me, where Trey basically turned Viking into Superman. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, oh, there was Matt. nothing was but air. It was saucy. <laughs> so and it was flying. It was saucy. It's I one of them lie. things where it was like, dude, I wish I could see that on replay. Yeah, and then watch yeah. it over and over and over again yeah, on you. replay. <laughs> because I, I, I have, I that'll have, be the intro to the next show. <laughs> that that you know what that would oh, be fantastic because Superman theme in the background. Yes, because can we can we put a Superman outfit on him? No, I hate Superman. So go ahead. Or okay, okay. No can cape. we put a Thor cape on him? No, not for that. Because that would be funny. <laughs> not for that. Because no, lavish st- made me miss bad too. I have a question for you guys. Did you know that the Vikings' natural position is slot receiver? Yes. Yeah. I yes, don't even, I I, like I'm playing out of position because I'm fat. <laughs> He's like, like that's legitimately been a, so. Like, you're Wes Welker and Danny Amendola, really. Look, I, I, I like, I like to block and I like to catch balls over the middle. You're Wayne Corbett. Pause. That's, that's how we feel. Okay. Dude, wait, 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 wait. No, 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 no. Let, let's let's be real with yeah, what this pause. is. Yeah. Because he likes that's to hit, because he likes to hit. Yeah. I think we we got to go a whole different direction. Who is the one player that loved to hit people that played wide receiver and slot? Heinz Ward. Heinz Ward. Exactly. Yeah. And who is George the one Bulldog. person that freaking would laugh the whole time when he knew he was going to be able to hit somebody? So I see Viking I, in man, love, that light I'm more a, than anything. And shit. I wish I was that good. <laughs> yeah, no, we all I, it's just been, yeah, no, it's just, I, I just been, honestly, it's just been because I'm fat. That's really <laughs> all it's been. Like that, You're not it's, that fat. No, no, I was for a second. I'm getting, modest. I'm getting back. But well, how much are you weigh now? I mean, I'm, I'm actually trying to gain again. But uh, I'm down to like 205. I'd like to play at 215. Slot that's, linebacker that's, at 215. That's your manly weight. Yeah. Okay. Well, I won't talk about how much I weigh. Anyway, um, <laughs> I'm trying to think if I got you know obviously with what we've already talked about, Scoop, with what you guys are capable of doing. I'm going to get, I'm going to throw out a question to you that is going to be different because again, I don't want you, you know, looking past chaos, but let's say you guys do get by them. Is there a team out of the Nightcrawlers and the Watchmen that you would prefer to see? That's a good question. Um, I think both are actually different. I mean, you got the Nightcrawlers who are a flag team uh, playing tackle who, you know, are pretty unorthodox. So I think it puts defenses in a bind. Um, but what the great thing about, you know, playing a team like that is, is the experience we have with playing teams that, you know, um, are kind of flag oriented. Um, I think the night crawlers are, are the better overall team. I think, you know, size wise, lineman wise, skill, 
um, Henderson. You know, their A seven experience. Yeah, they 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 got like the more complete team. Uh, but if they don't know how to defend the Nightcrawlers, then they're going to be in trouble. So um, I, I think we like each matchup. You know, when we get past the chaos, we, we'll, we got a, a plan for both. You know, we, 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 we've talked ahead, but, you know, we're focused on the chaos right now. But ha- Okay, so now here comes like my question. That. So shout Finally. out to BG. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so how, and I mean, on the offensive side of the ball, how do you adjust to having these uh, extra rushers like how, you know, Sick was bringing five and the, the East Coast tends to bring at least four. So how do we, and I mean, granted, sometimes they sit back and they, and they, you know, cover a little bit, but how do you adjust moving forward being used to a three rush, uh, a three rush intense rush all game for, uh, from these athletes that they have on the East Coast? And then on the opposite side of the ball, how do you adjust from being a three rush team or like a three-person rush team to like the, these in-the-box style offenses that we see on the East Coast? Well, I think defensively going up against a team that runs with a running back more uh, plays to our favor. It lets Tone be in the box uh, a lot more in and, and, and that A-gap to, to stop the run. He's done a great job this season doing it. As far as offense goes, I mean, you know, we can run toss, we can run power, we can run trap, we can run counter, we can run zone, we can boot we could do different things but as long as we get our guys getting bodies on bodies i mean it's hard to bring down rtc it's hard to bring down tone it's hard to bring down munchie it's hard to bring myself down and you got to do that for four quarters straight and and yeah you might get a stop here you might get a stop there you might stop us for a quarter you got to do it for four and that's where it's difficult Man, let me let me just say something because I'm looking I heard at our chat by eighty in the chat. No, I'm my looking. phone started messing up. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, looking, at, no, I'm looking at the chat. I don't even know if the Washington's going to make it out of the East, and they is think they're going to beat us by eighty. Yeah, I'm, 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 well, hold on, honestly, hold on, hold on. I'm, the I'm looking at I'm looking at some of the Henderson's stuff that's being talked about on here, and it's kind of interesting to see, you know, some of these um, some of the posts that people are putting up here. Um, y'all got to adjust to us. Was one Ain't of the one of the friggin' things that was said, but you know, it's interesting to me because when I take a look at somebody like RTC, who's had what he had the uh, 92 run, 92 yard run earlier this season, 95, 95. Thank you. Um, he's not exactly the smallest man nah. on the field. And that was and him jogging. Exactly. Yards. He wasn't so, at full speed. You know, I'm looking at some of these, like I said, I'm looking he's, at some of the things that are being said on here. He's and Derrick Henry light. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what? I might even say I might even go as far as saying De- Derrick Henry heavy. Those are Derrick Henry light skin. Yeah, okay. <laughs> there you go, there you go. Um, but I mean, I mean you, I'm just you said I'm just something though, Chris. You said that they have they're going to have to adjust to us, like meaning we're going to have to adjust to them. Yes, that sounds good until you get punched in the mouth. Uh oh, it there does. It, is. it sounds good, but that's until you got to tackle a 235 pound man that runs a four five forty. It sounds good until you got to tackle a 300-pound quarterback. It sounds good yeah. until you go up against Kenny Mack. And I'm not saying they don't have guys like that. I'm not saying that. They got dudes. But it sounds good until we run zone left and we get a body on a body on a body and your DN's in a predicament where he's got to crash or he's got to surf, I'm either going to take it or I'm going to give it, and you got to make a play. Well, and that's what I'm talking about. But the other side of that <laughs> that I'm luck. also saying I'm, about man, the one I'm, thing that y'all better better be ready no. for, and uh, Will found out the hard way. Yes, we are playing inside. 
But guess what you got to do to get inside? Your ass got to be outside. Mm-hmm. And when it's 125 degrees down in Laughlin uh, where, or Bullhead, it's going to be a whole different show. So, you know, hopefully y'all are ready for that. Um, my thing is there's something about this desert heat that, you know, people that are from the desert, we, we love Compared to back east. I hate that shit. What you talking about? Man, look, I, why do you think I got a pool? Shit. As much as we love to continue this, we are really up against it. But our no. special thanks to Scott Scooter Hamilton. All the best of luck yeah. against the chaos. And hopefully we will see you as you are one step closer to Belensity. Thank you, Scotty. Appreciate I appreciate you. it. Thank you for having me on. Brother, I can't wait to see you play on, uh, on the uh, 9th. Yeah, I'll, be <laughs> I'll be there. I'll be there. We will, too. We got 29 of us traveling. So I like oh, that. Yeah. like that. Plus staff. Plus, Plus staff. staff. Well, yeah. in case you haven't noticed, we are going to Bullhead City, Arizona in July. So there's a weekend-long flag tournament with $10,000 on the line, an eSports tournament playing all the classics. And, of course, Mike Tice will be running the Pro Combine. So you have a chance to tap in and compete. If you want to watch from the stands, we have an epic AIFA game, and it's Father versus Son, yes, Dame Dash, formerly of Rockefeller Records, yes, that Dame Dash. It's The Rock. Yes, indeed. Only if you're old, you know that. <laughs> Just saying. I, 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 the, the golden age of hip-hop. It's Dame Dash's Capital City Cyclones against Boogie Dash's Las Vegas Kings. And, of course, the main event is the A7FL Championship game, which we will find out if it's going to be the Chaos, the Insomniacs, the Watchmen, or, or the, Nightcrawler. the Nightcrawlers. Right. So, with that said, and, of course, food truck shores galore, food trucks, car shows. It's a fantastic event. Go to A7FL. Nevada or ASNFL.com. Get your tickets against the weekend of July 21st through the 23rd. Get your popcorn ready. Did we mention the $10,000 cash we did. flag tournament? Yes. Bull, yes go to Bullhead to get the bread. Mm. Get the Bullhead bag. to get your bread. Get I the like bag. That. And also, there's <laughs> also this special video. If, Quan, you can uh, air it for us. There's also Battle this, folks. The bag at Bullhead. <laughs> the bag at Bullhead. Not only that, we also have the battle of the play-by-play between one Casey Cox and you one know, Matt Ryan. You notice we have no video of Matt running a 40. Correct. To which me and Mr. Vera will be in the booth calling this. No, I'm going to have fun with this. Oh, I, I, I know you are. I'm going to have fun with this. Finally, we get Chris with a microphone and he can talk his talk. Oh, I'm going to talk shit. And a little Viking on the bottom. Here we go. Yes, and you're still Did Viking win? I think, I think he so. Won. I think so. Well, look at the first look person at, that didn't cheat to cross the line. I think. Right? Look at Will cheating like a moment. I, actually, I still keep giving Steve credit because it looks like his fingers crossed the line I'm there. So I think the plane. <laughs> I'm not sure they did. You know what? I think Steve's laughing at himself more than anybody. <laughs> he, is. he is. Oh, he has to be. He's like, I can't believe I ran that second one. I had this in the back. <laughs> Man, he did so well on the first one. <laughs> that, that's that's after 16 tacos. Right. <laughs> a little front heavy after that. Well, we know Casey is watching, as I am filling in for Casey Cox, and I'm pretty sure he is um, doing his best to uh, prepare for this because um, he is very, he's really taking this um, very seriously. And, of course, the promo that Matt and Ryan gave last week um, perhaps has added motivation to perhaps the next best rivalry of the A7FL that doesn't involve teams. Gentlemen, interesting. Your thoughts? Well, I haven't heard Casey give his demands that Matt has asked for. I know we're doing the race, and we've talked about doing the race, but nothing's been. There's been no money on the wood yet, so I don't know exactly what's happening. I, I will be clear: Casey has not been working out with the workout crew, so I was going to train him and try to get him ready. He's been doing his thing in Louisiana, though, so we're hoping that that 
is going to be enough to get him going. But I'm not putting my hair on the line until he shows up to the gym. <laughs> shows up so, no, so I put my hair on the line for my ten grand now. So Casey, you don't get a deluxe, baby. That, that, that's that's not your bag. But I still got your back. Tell you what, I'll I'll, I'll go ahead and race the winner. Mm. Wait, well, I whoa, thought whoa, you were going to interesting. Well, Bet your hair. Time Wait out. a second. Time interesting. Out. Time out. So you're saying well, hold ass. So you're saying live right now at hold six. You're saying live right now at six forty one Pacific Standard Time. Yeah, you will race the winner. I'll race the winner between okay. the two of them. Okay. Wow. Well, money on the wood. What, what are we doing? Booty scoops. Butt naked booty scoops. I was waiting for that. I was waiting for that. I ain't doing no butt naked booty scoops. You got to do it at tear time too. You can't but, do them in the cell. But I'll tell you what. How about, if, how about we get you to wear the uh, 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 the Matt Ryan shirt, like. For the ASMNFL game. Okay, so... Like a Hawaiian so, completely but, unbuttoned? But yes. hold on, hold on, hold on, yes. hold on. I like that's, that move. Yes. That's if I lose. Yeah. What if I win? No. Well, we have to... Well, that's what I mean, you gotta, that, that's, list of demands. That's not list as demands. important. That's list of demands? Important. Here we go. You know, there's one thing that I will say that I will love to put on the line or see put on the line. Mm-hmm. Matt Ryan's Brazilian. hair. Ooh. Oh, boy. But what would you give up? Because wearing well, a shirt, no is, to, uh, wearing a shirt is not equivalent to having to have your hair cut. I'll grow it out. Well, y'all should put <laughs> a, a, a live on stream chest waxing. Oh, did, did you did you just see? Ooh. Wait, hold on. Did you just see Dub's face when I said that? I said I'll grow it out. He's like, what? Right. He's trying to look at you to see if he can actually do that because you yes. actually have a full head of hair. Yes, I can grow it out. Yeah. Okay, because yes. that may that makes some people upset when you got full head of hair. And <laughs> you still shave it? Yes. Like, people are shocked that once upon a time I used to have an afro. Yeah, that really did happen. Dude, I don't at, like at, hair. I, I noticed, hate hair. I, I noticed. So that's why I shaved my head. I, so well, I had no choice. This went away at twenty six. I had no choice. My thing, uh, cul de sac. No. Okay. It I'm just, just well, asking. it just decided just didn't want to stop growing up here. Says, so you know what? I'm not going to be a sunroof. Let it go. Yeah. Well, so I'm saying I will be willing to put. You know what? I'm saying, Matt, put up your hair. Go ahead and and put something down and let's talk. Matt Ryan. It's all about negotiations. The gauntlet you know? has been thrown to you, buddy. There so, but hold on. Wait, what about? Oh, we're, we're, but hold on. Oh, there's more. We're acting like Matt's going to win. What if Casey wins? I said Casey's I would race win. the I, winner. Casey, I, okay, so what are you what what are you gonna put out for Casey? Well, he and I could talk about that. I mean, you know, we boys and all. I don't wanna I don't wanna I don't wanna give I don't want <laughs> I, look, I feel like that's a whole lot of lack of confidence. That, that sounds right like he was gonna turn around and say, I'm a, you know, <laughs> nah, nah. <laughs> no, it ain't even like that, man. No. Nah. Like, no, nah, it ain't even like that. This? No. I'm, Casey and I, man, we're cool and everything, so I don't want to... I I will let Casey say what he wants to say. If I got to race him and I win, what happens? Corey Hammond said he'll race you, and I think he said he's going to backpedal. Man, Corey, shut the hell up, man. (laughs) You like like 30-something years old, and I'm 52. Casey said, if I win, I get Matt's spot in the booth for the championship game. Oh, hell yes. I like that. I like that. Oh, my God. Hey, 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 and by the way, by the way, uh, Corey, because you talking shit on here, talking about I drop back, no problem, bro. I'll tell you what, what we're going to do is ain't a race. You could play me straight up, one-on-one. You could be be the cornerback. I'll be the receiver. And if I catch a pass, you shave your head. (laughs) Put that shit up. But he's not a corner. I don't care. He's talking shit. (laughs) 
He's talking shit, so put it up, bro. Well, he's a quarterback. You have I to give care. him a quarterback challenge. I don't care. I gave him a cornerback challenge since he said he could drop back. So let's go. Let's do this. Mm. You're going to drop back. You're going to drop out. Don't take that bet. Unless you have a quarterback that's going to hit him in the chest, he's going to catch the pass. <laughs> oh, and I'm going to make you look foolish, too. <laughs> At 52 years old. Hit him in like Just Drew, telling you now. Like Drew Pearson foolish or Michael Irvin foolish? And watch, hey, the, how and many, watch the inside hitch. Hit, hey, hit how many off. names do you think <laughs> exactly. Casey would get wrong calling the East Coast game? All of them. <laughs> <laughs> like, what, what do you think Casey's 40 times going to be? I don't think he's going to finish. That's what, <laughs> the first one. The first right. one. He's going to finish this next one. Right. Well, look, eventually. Things just got spicy just right now here on right. this Hey, look. That's, that's the whole thing about live shows, right? And the thing about it is when I see people calling me out, no problem. No problem. We can we can do it your way and then we could do it my way. So I, I have like no problem. I'll way. race I'll race you, Corey. I'll race you and then we'll turn around and we'll do the uh the cornerback challenge since you said you're going to backpedal faster than I can run forward. Uh, Corey's favorite and route we'll is what ten happens. yard out. You guys gotta run that one. <laughs> like ten yard down. Ten yard out. <laughs> That's his favorite so, route. I did hear somebody say in the chat that Shout no one, no one's putting their money up against the Watchmen, and I, we're I have, not allowed to do that. No, I have to take issue with that because I put my entire savings, retirement on the line to watch the Insomniacs whoop that Watchmen ass. So let, let's be real. Let's be real. So, That's if the Watchmen make it. Yeah, if the Watchmen make it, somebody <laughs> believes enough in them that they bet their entire retirement on this division. So wait, hold, when, when you step up and do that shit, we can on, talk. Hold on. Will said he would be the QB in that matchup. Me and Corey. Um, Will, I've seen you throw the ball, and you've got a pretty good arm. But if I'm going one play, I'm asking my boy Scooter, or I'm asking my boy Derek to throw me the pass. Corey just asked, wait, so what am I doing? You're going to be be playing cornerback. So, in other words, you're going to be my bitch. That's what you're doing. (laughs) Wow. Are you going to let him call the route? Huh? Are you going to let him call the route? Is it going like to be like that? Oh, hell, I'll even let him call that route. Oh, you know where I'm at. Corey, you know where I'm at. Corey, so he says oh, that, that he will let you call the route, you play corner, and he will wax that ass. And maybe that's what happens. If you win, we're waxing Corey's ass. <laughs> okay, so, so, so <laughs> That so. would be interesting. <laughs> okay, so. And his tank. He could get that ass wax and the tank. Casey just said, Brazilian balls in your course. I'll call it out next week when I'm back in the hot seat. Nice. Now, whoever loses got to get a Brazilian. Ooh, that's uh-uh. going to be interesting. <laughs> Balls and all. <laughs> Balls and all. Okay. <laughs> we have gone strictly to left field, so very quickly. I mean, we'll, I live in left field. I know I know this. Mm-hmm. That's butt, my favorite place. With your butt naked booty scoots, as you would say. Yeah, exactly. Anyhow, um, that's how I get ready we'll for talk more about this. <laughs> We'll talk more about this next people real quickly. Um, there are two games being played in Ohio. It's the conference championship. Watchmen and I crawls and obviously the insomniacs against the chaos uh, real quickly. There's one good game. Yeah, uh, th- there is um, a great game. Chris, you said you rewatched the film. Uh, what do you see that the insomniacs can exploit against the chaos? Where would you like me to start? The beginning. At the t- <laughs> okay. In the so, beginning. The three on one pot, the three on one throw off. Donye is going to have a field day. True. I'm just calling it now. If you want them to run up the middle, they're going to. If you want them to pass outside, they're going to. If you want them to have a quarterback run, 
they're going to. And this is all what I'm saying about the insomniacs. Watching what chaos brings, my biggest fear for them is the fact that they don't match up athete to athlete with the insomniacs, period. Now, I, I you can like say they do a little bit on the defensive side of the ball. I think they're, I don't know I think the they're deep. Now, if you're yeah, talking about secondary, exactly. I agree. Yeah. But if you're talking about the trenches, whereas to me, where you win and lose games is especially in the trenches. Against, especially against the Insomniacs. Exactly. So when you're talking about that, they don't match up well. So so far, that's where you lose the game against the Insomniacs. Exactly. Right. Right. And, and uh, Vikings said it best. The, the depth that they would need to withstand four quarters of straight push the entire game, that, that's going to be too much for the, the lack of depth. If you have. watch their game, I watched the, the heist quarterback have fun with them running the ball. And if he would have just kept doing that, there's a chance the heist could have upset chaos. Now, my question about this whole thing is real simple. Who are you going to stop? You want to stop Scooter? Okay. You want to stop Trey? If he gets back there, have fun. The fact of the matter is when I start to look at and break down chaos, chaos has a big defensive line but they don't have athleticism on that defensive front. Trey, with his speed, is going to run around the corner with no problem. Trey one-on-one on against the corner, and, or RTC, or RTC, any, any of the running backs. Any of the body, anybody that can get the ball I can against, say, one-on-one against the corner I will, isn't going to end well. And I'll say this. The cornerbacks from chaos they cover well. are good, and they cover well, but I guarantee you when they go up against RTC – or as we like to call him, Big Bravado. Yep, Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry light light skin. <laughs> then you know, <laughs> LS version. All I can say, <laughs> like the is the LS. yeah, the LS the version. LS. I all it. I can say is Holy this: shit. Good luck, and I know you're going to make a business decision, and that business decision is going to be running the other way because you are not going to want to go up against this man. Yeah, your collarbone has the to thing, The thing up. about it is, that, he's going to be willing, pissed he's off. He didn't have to play. Let's, well, let's yeah, okay, but if he is, you know what he's going to be. Pissed off. Oh, yeah. We got to get him a shot so, of that good tiger's luck. blood. Right. And a burrito. And Lock a burrito. J, hook him up. And one of those chicken sandwiches from the place I won't name on air. Okay. Mm. In Cincinnati? In Vegas. Oh, okay. I thought you were talking about Cincinnati. As he goes to WKRP in That's what I was just going to go to. So, uh, Corey's in my inbox now saying that he'd be happy to do that if he can run a hook and he'll press. He says he'll cover you, but can't, can you... Can you cover him? Man, I already Ooh. said. <laughs> I think I already said the situation with that. If he could beat me in the 40, then what do you think is going to happen if me covering him? Yeah, I'll cover him. I guarantee his ass will be on the ground. Right, you're just going to pancake him. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I got five years to chuck your ass. All, Guess where you're going to be? All I heard is you want to touch Corey's cakes. Look, I'll touch his tank. I don't give a fuck. Hey, look, you don't. I'll be that proctologist. Play, like, I'll be the proctologist. Like, uh, we already badger. seen out there once already. Right. The so, Corey, as long as you, as long Hold as on. you wearing a cup because you don't, you want to protect your junk, we good. Hold on, Casey just chimed in. Will Matt Ryan fall down when I blow by him? Mm. Who's who's by him? <laughs> <laughs> At least he didn't say, will Matt Ryan fall down when I blow him? I mean, yeah. that that was, you know. By him as a lucky guy, I guess. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> now, Corey talking about pause. No, there ain't no pause, bro. 
There ain't no pause. You started this shit. If you think for a minute that I'm going to stop, you got another thing coming. No pause. I fast forward. So, yep. I'm not sure if we've got structure that we're supposed to be talking about this last minute, but just how, how much how much of the Watchmen I can talk about you game did you guys watch? Oh, that. Never mind. Um, Against the U? Yeah. Um, Twice. I watched the second half on it. I was listening to it coming on the way to the stadium. Um, it was, I left when it was tight at halftime, and then the Watchmen just scored 20 unanswered, just pretty much put the game away and basically just dictated the pace against the U, which, you know, is it a changing of the guard, per se? I watched the well, game when I was, was sitting at the, uh, because, you know, with me checking people in, I was sitting at the gate watching it. So we had, I actually had a crowd around me because I had it on my phone. So there was a crowd around us watching the game with me. Nice. So when they had the um, the pick pick six, everybody was like, oh, Game's over. Right. Uh, game's over. Killer. Under two minutes to go, game's over. I think what impressed me about the Watchmen was the way they were able to stretch the field and had some big chunk plays throwing the ball deep, which really, really impressed me. That, what caught my eye was the, the defensive pursuit, everybody getting to the ball. Um, I really, did, now, and this again to Big Rob's credit, this is the game that he had just watched prior to, uh, us watch uh, watching us rush uh, like Vegas rush three the whole time, oh, though like the rushers for the Watchmen were getting after it and they were sending four and they were going right. Also, and they were flying to the ball. So NASCAR like, package. You know what I mean? Like that's something they definitely like. Anybody who has to face them has to deal with is how fast they fly to the ball. The only thing is the people they're playing are probably the only team I think that fly to the ball just as fast. Right. In the Nightcrawlers. Also, what impressed me was Baltimore's coverage on the three-on-one. They would not give the U anything on the three-on-one return. I was very impressed with that. Um, great form tackling, especially by the Wolverine. Oh, um, the I Wolverine mean, is a monster. Yes. And shout-out to Beast. Mean Machine. Beast. He came out, and he's normally like a tight end and a good DN. He came in bald, had a lights-out game on both sides of the ball. And uh, they were, they were you know, kind of saying how Betts is an offensive player normally and came and showed out defensively, had a really good game. And, you know, me and Machine had just done that. You yeah, know, Maze. So, you know, shout out to both the Wolverine and, and Maze for their contribution in that win. It was huge. But also, right. some homage must be paid to the Patterson U. Um, this is the first time in four seasons they will not play in a championship game. And still, to get there four consecutive years, that's doesn't matter, doesn't matter what crazy. sport it's in. For them to get to a championship game for four consecutive seasons. I think they went five consecutive years, and this would have been six. Would have been six? I think so, but... Regardless, can, to, can I mean, I, to, to get there in consecutive years is pretty impressive. Yes, uh, can, I Chris. just want to say something um, okay. real quick. Uh, Corey, just text me. And, um, bro, that taint ain't safe. I'm just telling you now. He's going to turn the taint into a tizzy. <laughs> Big, Rob just, Big Rob just said he wants his Watchmen and the Insomniacs for the championship game. Just FYI. That that battle D line versus O line would be crazy. That would be crazy. And stylistically, man. I love it. Stylic, stylistically, it doesn't even match up. I'm That's just, why I think it would be crazy. It's like the Watchmen have the strength and everything, but I think their one of their biggest attributes is how fast they fly to the ball. I just think it would be hilarious if there's no team out of the Northeast that makes it to the championship. Like from if all just, the uh, from Florida, all the smoke, Vegas. do y'all just see what Rob posted though? From, from all the smoke and everything that's been talked about well, about flag players, and then, yeah. you, and then you would have two historically flag teams in a championship for all the smack that's been talked. That'd How be crazy hilarious. would that be? Man, Rob said he ain't coming to Vegas. 
I mean, don't come to left. Vegas, bro. I mean, the the he, championships he in Bullhead. Just flying to, to Florida. He better be coming to Arizona, Vegas. Mama. He already got a plane yeah. ticket. <laughs> I mean, it's a little too hot out here. I mean, he might not like it. All right, all right. Real we quick. We have too fi- much fun. Final thoughts before we get out of here. We're going to play spades. Mm, or dominoes. dominoes. Yeah, I don't want that action. <laughs> <laughs> hot after that. Final thoughts real quickly around the table before we uh, call tonight. Don't go to me first. You always go to me first. Vegas versus everybody, man. Fuck everybody else. Coming from the Rainbow Bridge of Osgod, where the booming heavens roar. Um, looking to see how these two conference championship games come into fruition as we are one step away to Bullhead City, one step away from crowning a champion, one step away from somebody getting the bag, and, of course, the ring. July 21st through 23rd in Bullhead City, Arizona, the A7FL Championship will kick off on Sunday night, 4 o'clock, where the teams from the West take on the teams from the East. Will the number one Insomniacs make it through the chaos in two weeks? Or will it be the Watchmen or the Nightcrawlers that make it out of the East? Nobody knows. $10,000 on the line for a flag tournament Saturday morning, $1,000 on the line for an eSports tournament, and an NFL Combine hosted by none other than NFL former head coach and all pro Mike Tice. We got a weekend lineup for you guys. It's only $10 to get into each of the events. And if you get the $65 combine fee that gets you into all the events and pays your fall registration, y'all better be paying attention. And if you don't show up, you're a hater. Chris, take us oh, home. Damn, man. That, that, I like that D. <clears throat> I like that, man. Pause. Did you, I'm, I'm just like curious. That, Did you practice that in front of a mirror? I just made that shit up right now. Nice. That's my boy right there. <laughs> Did I tell you anything? What's that? Y'all, y'all better uh, check yourselves and listen. Um, I think that my last thing that I'm going to say, there's, there's twofold, man. Congratulations to all four teams that made it. Absolutely. I mean, Absolutely. let's face it. Y'all had to run the gauntlet. And the Florida and Ohio did not have to run any fucking gauntlet. Stop that shit. <laughs> Actually, thank you. That's why I said it, because I knew you'd come back at me with Stop that. Stop that I shit. knew you'd come back at that. But let's let's be real, man. It's Vegas versus everybody. So I don't give a fuck about the other three teams. I'm just going to say it straight up. And by the way, RTU, love you, bro. But you know what? Fuck you, too. Um, <laughs> there is a situation that I like to say. And that is a fact that um, I can't wait to see Insomniacs take on Chaos. I will be there live. I will be watching the first game at 1 o'clock. Watchmen versus Nightcrawlers. My boy, BG, big love to you, brother. I love you, man. Can't wait to see you play. Can't wait to meet you in person. Um, Dude was the only person that had the balls to call me after all that bullshit with the East Coast and apologize, man. I I got love for you, bro. So I can't wait to see you. But um, wrapping this shit up because we got to. Love everyone. Good luck, y'all. With that said, our special thanks to Scooter Scott Hamilton, Shadow Michael Rodriguez, and Mr. Trey Robinson for coming in the studio and giving us some of their time. And, of course, we're on the road to Bullhead City for Mr. Duncan, for Mr. Vera. From the Rainbow Bridge of Asgard, the mighty Viking. But stuff for breakfast. Here we go. <laughs> I'm Double Anthony Alvarez. We hope you enjoyed watching as much as we enjoyed bringing this to you. And we'll see you on the other side of the ball. Peace, y'all. Gang, no, gang. Pad, no pads, no problem.